0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. It's the end of the week, and we have had
1: such a good time with you. And when I say we, I mean me and Denise. Hey, sweetheart. Hi, Rick. Welcome to the program.
2: Well, I'm excited about being on this program.
1: And today, we're going to talk about another decision that you need to make, and I'm excited about this one. But first, I want to tell you that we're offering you our series called... Decisions, are you going to follow through this time? It's five parts, it comes in multiple formats with a wonderful study guide. We're also offering you my book, The Point of No Return. Denise, do you remember when I wrote this book?
2: I do remember because we were making the point of no return.
1: We had just put our family on the plane and had flown to the other side of the Soviet Union and I was sitting in our very cold house We were trying to adjust to where we were. I pulled out my computer and I began to write the point of no return, tackling your next new assignment with courage and common sense. You know, people pray for courage, but God also wants you to have common sense. There's a common sense way to do the impossible. Isn't that encouraging?
2: Yes, and Rick, there is a point. I like that there's a point of no return. And I remember when we got on that airplane, and we said goodbye to the last parent, I said to you, Rick, we did it. We did it. I mean, we were really at our point of no return. And you know what's on the other side of the point of no return? Blessing. Blessing.
1: The promised land was on the other side of the Jordan, but they had to cross the Jordan to get into the promised land. And in the promised land, there were also giants. Battles always continue. That's why you need to know how to tackle your next assignment with courage and common sense. God wants you to have courage, and God wants you to be able to do the impossible with common sense. When you can do it with common sense, it makes the impossible very doable. Wow, this book is so good, so get your copy today. Also, we want to say thank you to all of you who are partners. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you for being our partner. We just love you. And we're so grateful for you. And we just, we feel like you've joined yourself with us and we have joined ourselves with you. And we thank you for being a partner with us.
1: And together we're touching people all over the world that are sitting in front of their televisions or their devices, their gadgets, And we're coming to them to bring the Word of God and to encourage them in the things of God. You know, you may live in a city where it seems like there's a church on every corner. The whole world is not like that. I promise you, the whole world is not like that. There are people who don't even have a church. And by us coming to them by Internet, on their gadgets, their device, or by television, Mm -hmm. we're able to feed them. And that's our job. Proverbs 10, 21 says, The lips of the righteous feed many. We, with you, our partners together, we're feeding many. And thank you for being our partner. If you're not a partner, but you want to become one, just contact us by calling us or going online. And the moment you become our financial partner, we want to send you my book, Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to our partners. We always send it to partners. And Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. But you know, It's the first week of the year, and Moscow is still beautiful, isn't it?
2: It's still beautiful. The gorgeous, gorgeous lights all over the city.
1: You know, you have to see it to almost believe it. Every year, Denise and I go downtown with our team, and we have lunch together to celebrate the new year. And then we walk through Red Square. I'm telling you, Red Square is just spectacular. It is spectacular. The lights the demonstrations, the exhibitions, they bring an entire forest and put it near Red Square in front of Marshal Zhukov, a big statue near Red Square, and they decorate all those trees. I don't even know how it's possible what they do. And then the city of Moscow hangs chandeliers all over the downtown district massive, massive chandeliers. Denise, is it true?
2: Oh, they're they're at least three, no, they're like four, five feet tall.
1: Oh, I I think maybe even ten. I mean, they're just massive. Maybe we'll show them to you. Anyway, it's just so spectacular this time of the year, but the first week of the year is about to wrap up, but there's one more decision we need to make. Now, We're talking about decisions. Some people might call these New Year's resolutions. But I want to tell you right up front, you are accepted in the beloved whether or not you keep your New Year's resolutions. These are not so you'll please God. These are so you'll feel better, live better, so you'll have a happier life. These decisions are for you. They do not affect your relationship with God, but they will affect you. And so far, we've seen you need to make the decision to lose weight. Number two, you need to make the decision to exercise. exercise. Number three, make the decision to get your finances in shape. Number four, make the decision to work on your friendships and your relationships. And today, we're going to come to number five. And I think this is the most important of all. You need to make the decision. Are you with me? To start reading your Bible every day. You say, ah, that's the one I always mess up on. Well, then change. You need to make a decision. Make a decision to begin reading your Bible every day. You might say, well, but you're in the ministry. It's easy for you. You know, I have as many distractions as you have. In fact, in our ministry, we're a large ministry. We have a lot of employees. I've got to travel a lot. If I don't make a decision to meet with God every morning, I won't do it. I'll be distracted by the news. I'll be distracted by emails. I'll check my text messages, my phone messages. From the very beginning of the day, I can lose it. I have to make a decision. I'm going to begin my day with the Bible. It's not an emotion. It is a decision. I do it just like I decide to do my exercises every morning. It is a decision. I fixed it in my life. And that's what you have to do. Denise?
2: Well, if you need to start there, just make that decision because that decision is going to change your life more than anything. To hear from Him, to be in His presence, that's going to change your life more than anything. And you're going to get where you're like, I can't wait to get up and be with God. God is awesome. And when we open His Word and when we spend time with Him, there's nothing like His presence, and He loves you so much. He is inviting you and me into that time with Him.
1: In Philippians three fourteen, the Apostle Paul said, "I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus." When Paul said, "I press," in Greek, that is the word dioko, and we've seen this in previous programs this week. The word dioko means to hunt; it means to chase. To pursue It denotes the actions of a hunter who followed after an animal in order to apprehend, to capture, or to kill it. It depicts a person who, like a hunter, strategically follows after an object, a principle, or a person, or reward until it is captured. And by using this word, Paul tells us if we want to attain certain things in our life, we have to go after them. We have to hunt them. We have to find a way to do it. And Paul says, I press toward the mark. The word mark is a Greek word skopos. It describes a finish line or a goal. Well, first of all, you're not going to meet the goal if you don't have a goal. You have to have a goal. But Paul says one more thing in this verse, really important that we've not covered yet. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize. There's a prize for your efforts.
2: There is a prize, great
1: prize. You're not just putting forth a bunch of energy and a bunch of effort and making all these decisions. There is a prize at the end of your discipline and at the end of your decisions. So I need to ask you, are you ready? What is your goal in reading your Bible every day? You have to start with a goal. Is it to read a few verses? You know, if you don't have a daily Bible reading plan, maybe reading just a few verses every day. Is a good place for you to begin? Is it maybe to read a few chapters? That's a good plan. You just have to have a plan. You have to have something to shoot toward. If you don't have a goal, you're not going to reach it. You have to have something to aim for. How many verses of the Bible a day do you want to read? What is your concrete goal? And the Bible promises there will be a prize awaiting you if you'll stick through with the plan.
2: Well you know Rick I think the, one of the prize is is that the Bible when you read the Bible the Bible reads you and and so you're changing you're becoming more peaceful you're becoming kinder you're becoming more godly you're th- thinking more right. I mean, there are huge rewards in spending the time with the Word of God and submitting yourself to hear, take into your mind and your eyes and your ears what it says. Tremendous rewards.
1: In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, Paul says, I therefore shall run not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. When Paul says he runs, he describes a runner who's jumped in the race. So if you want to read your Bible every day, first of all, you have to decide you're going to do it. You have to jump in the race. Secondly, that word run, the Greek word trecho, describes a runner who's moving his feet as he moves forward. You have to start moving your feet. Take one step at a time. Begin today. Determine you're going to do it every single day this week and the next week and the next week and the next week and the next week. The next week. But Paul says something else here. He says, so fight not as one that beateth the air. The word fight is a Greek word that is only used in this verse in the whole New Testament. It's the picture of a boxer. And when he says, not as one that beateth the air, that word beateth describes the grueling and barbaric practice of beating somebody. But the problem is, Paul is describing somebody who's beating the air. They're just swinging, swinging randomly, but they don't have a target. Well, if you're just swinging randomly with no target, you're just wasting a lot of energy. You have to have a target. You have to have a goal to punch, to hit, something to win. You need to know concretely what is your goal about reading the Bible every day. Now, Psalm 119 verse 10 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When you have the Word of God in your life, every single day, it is literally a lamp to your feet. It is a light unto your path. In Joshua 1, verse 7, the Bible says, Turn not from it, speaking about the Word of God, Turn not from it from the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. When you have the daily intake of the Bible in your life, it causes you to prosper in all of your ways. Now, listen very carefully as I read these words to you. The Bible contains the mind of God, the condition of man, the way of salvation, the judgment of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its truths are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions are unchangeable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, practice it to be holy. It is the traveler's map, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, it should fill your memory, rule your heart, and guide your feet. Read it slowly, read it frequently, read it prayerfully. Your obedience to it is your highest responsibility. Isn't that powerful? I love that, Rick. Wow. In Psalm 5, verse 3, David said these amazing words My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, Will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. I believe it's important for you to begin your daily Bible reading plan every morning because things very quickly are going to steal your attention. David said, Lord, you're going to hear my voice in the morning. He's talking about prayer and reading the word. In the morning, Lord, you'll hear my voice and I'll look up. Well, if you read the book of Psalms and study David's story, you find that David was a man who had a lot of trouble in his life. He had troubles in his family. He had troubles outside of his family, people against him, against his throne. David had so many problems. And David knew if he didn't begin first thing in the morning by looking up, he would probably feel like things were spiraling out of control and he would end up looking down. So David said, you know what? I'm not going to let my emotions take me there. Before I lift my head off my pillow, before I do anything else, I'm going to look up. That's why I believe doing this in the morning is so important. The morning is not holier than any other time of the day. But if you do it in the morning, you'll end up looking up instead of looking down. Now, people often ask me, Rick, what do you do with your daily Bible reading? What do you do every morning? Or what do you and Denise do? So I'm going to tell you. Every morning before I get out of bed, I take Psalm 5, verse 3 to heart. And before I lift my head off the pillow, I'm already looking up. Now, this is a decision. I just made a decision years ago that this is the way I was going to function. I'm going to look up before anything else has the opportunity to take me down. What a great way to begin the day. Look up. Talk to God before you even get out of bed. Every morning before I get out of bed, I pray for a certain number of people. I pray for them every day. I pray for our partners. I pray for our TV family. I pray for my heart. I pray for our sons before I ever lift my head off the pillow. Then I go into the kitchen, turn on the coffee pot. And as I told you in several programs back, I then begin to do my push-ups. And as soon as I'm finished with my push-ups, I get my cup of coffee. And then I go into the room where I sit in my chair and my chair is where I sit, it's where I read my Bible, it's where I meet with God, and I begin to read the scriptures. Now I have to tell you that I don't read hours and hours and hours of the scriptures every day. I study a lot every day, but my Bible reading is not for others. It's not for what I'm gonna teach others. My Bible reading is for me. And I personally spend a lot of time in the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is very healing, it's very soothing. I find comfort in David's words. I find the promise of God in the book of Psalms. When I was younger, I didn't like the book of Ecclesiastes, but today I love the book of Ecclesiastes, and I love the book of Proverbs. So I spend a lot of time in Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and when I finish them, I go back and I start all over again. I have read them hundreds of times, and I carry the Psalms, the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes so deep in me, and I didn't set out to memorize them. But a lot of it I've memorized simply because I've read it and read it and read it and read it. These words provide healing for my heart, strength for my soul. They cause me to look up to the Lord who is my rock. He surrounds me as the mountains surround Jerusalem. Wow, what a way to begin the day when you read in the Psalms all that God is for you if you'll look to Him and put your trust in Him. I do that every morning. And I involve prayer in the process. You don't have to spend hours and hours in intercession. I think that's why people don't pray. They're afraid that for them to really be effective in prayer, they have to spend hours. Prayer for me is like breathing. I pray as I read the scriptures. When I open my Bible, I say, God, speak to me from your word. As I'm reading the scriptures, I'm asking God to reveal wonderful things to me from the word of God. When I get up and I begin to prepare for TV programs, I ask God to speak to me. When I get in my car, I lay my hands on my car. I ask God to bless me as my drive. When we get on a plane, I'm asking God to bless us as we travel. When our children were young, when they would walk out the front door, Denise and I would just stop and say, Lord, we claim Psalm 91 over our children. We made prayer a part of our life. And when you make prayer a part of your life, and the Bible, reading it every day, particularly every morning, is built as a fixture in your life, it totally transforms your life. Now you may say, well, I don't know how to get started. Well, then let me give you an encouragement. Find a daily Bible reading plan. And if you don't know where to find one, then contact us. We'll give you one or we'll email you one. If you will contact us, we'll give you a plan that's very easy for you to follow. And if you miss a few days, don't get bent out of shape about that and don't condemn yourself. Hey, you're making more progress than you made before. Just get back on track and pick up with where you left off and just continue. Remember, you have to jump in the race and begin moving your feet. It's a day-by-day act of obedience. Denise?
2: Well, as, as Rick quoted the verse, that the Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So when you open the Word every morning, It starts to shine its light on your soul. There's so many times when I open the word and maybe something's on my mind or some kind of difficulty or some kind of challenge or something. And I just open the word and I'm reading and I'm reading and it starts to illuminate my mind. It's building up your faith. When you read the word, when you hear the word, it says Faith comes to your heart. It's like automatic. So, if you want more faith and walking in more of of God's presence, His victory, then put your eyes and your mind and your heart more in the Word of God because that's going to increase your faith to believe God.
1: See this Bible right here? This is a new Bible. You know why I have a new Bible? Because my old one literally fell to pieces. I taped its pages back in place. I kept trying to use it. You know why it fell apart? Because I have read it every day, day after day after day after day. The pages became so frail, it just began to fall apart. So I had to get a new Bible and I've started all over. The Bible is not just something I do because I preach. It is my daily bread. It's my daily bread. Now the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's profitable. Scripture is profitable. And verse 17 says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, unto all good works. Thoroughly furnished, unto all good works, was a term that was used to describe a boat that was completely outfitted. There were two kinds of boats. It was a simple boat with no motor, no sails, no oars, nothing, just a simple boat. And therefore, it couldn't go very far, and it sure could not survive a storm. But then there was another boat, and this was the boat that had anchors and sails and oars and all kinds of equipment. And because it was so thoroughly furnished, it could go a long way, and it could survive the worst storms. That's the verse used. In 2 Timothy 3, verse 17, when you take the Word of God into your life, you may start as a simple believer, but the Word of God begins to give you equipment. It gives you equipment for long-distance sailing and to survive any storm of life. If you'll just get in the Bible and read it every day, maybe just for a few moments, maybe a few verses or a few chapters, the miraculous work of the Word will take place. It will begin to outfit you and furnish you for life. My friend, make the decision to read your Bible every day. We're out of time, we'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to pray for you.
0: Decisions, are they easy or difficult for you to make? Many people make decisions, but don't keep them. In the five-part series, Decisions, Rick Renner will help you make decisions about your diet, fitness, finances, relationships, and your walk with God. If you're ready to lose weight, Ready to start a new plan to exercise, to get your finances in shape, to improve your relationships, and to take your walk with God up a notch, then you need Decision to help you actually do it. Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. This series will help you make the overdue decisions that you've wanted to make for a long time. In addition to this teaching series, you can also purchase a point of no return In this book, Rick describes how to take steps into your God-designed future. God is waiting for you to get moving, but he will not take the steps of faith for you. You can do it, but you need to know how. That is what you'll discover in this timely book. Don't delay ordering your copy today. It will propel you into the plan God has planned for you. Order your copy of The Point of No Return today for only $15. Don't miss this special offer, decisions, and the point of no return. Call now or go to renner.org. Call or go online now.
1: Hey friends, this is Rick Renner. And today I'm standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. Think about that. You don't even have to get out of your chair, just go online or make a phone call and bam, by becoming a part of the giving team, you can do something that reaches beyond your world into somebody else's life to really make a difference. That is powerful. And according to the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus promises that if we'll go, or if we'll do what we can do to help others go with the word of God, his power will show up in our lives. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. I want to say thank you for joining me and Denise. This is going to be such a great year. I prophesy it to you in Jesus' name. I have just waited for this year to get here because I've got such faith. I've got such expectation for what God is going to do in this new year. And I'm believing that for you as well. And if you need somebody to pray with you about this new year, about your job, your finances, your health, your relationship, doesn't matter what it is, call us send us an email. We're waiting to hear from you. And when you call us, you will meet the most wonderful person on the other end of the line, just waiting to pray with you and to stand in faith for God to move in your life. It's really true. Call us or email us right now. And right now we're offering you our series called Decisions. Are you going to follow through this time? It's five parts. It comes in multiple formats with a marvelous study guide. And we're also offering you my book that I really want you to get called the point of no return. And for those who become partners with our ministry in this first week of the year it would be a great time for you to make a decision to become a partner with our ministry. We'd be so grateful you could join with us to take the teaching of the Bible to people who really want somebody to bring them the teaching of the Bible right from your home. You can become a missionary that touches somebody else. You don't even have to leave your home to make a change in somebody else's life. By becoming a partner with us financially, together, we'll take the water to those that are thirsty. And for those who become partners, we immediately send them my book, Life in the Combat Zone, and Denise's book, The Gift of Forgiveness. But Denise and I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you're helping us make decisions that will affect the quality of our life. Thank you, Father, for giving us the courage to say yes and helping us to put one foot in front of the next and begin to walk out these decisions in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen.
1: Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power, and it's true. So let the word of God do its work in you today, and we'll see you in the next program.